I was like shaking once when I got pulled over and it was because I was literally going 75 and a 35 when I got pulled Ooh. over. There was a church that I used to go to youth group and we had a tradition of going to Zips down the road. And I jokingly said to my friend as he was getting into his car, hey, I'll race you there. So I'm gonna try and like do the like faster route. Maybe I'm gonna like cut through a residential and save me five seconds and I can beat him there. While I pull up through this residential onto division, my friend's car passes by and the passenger, who is a good friend of mine, is giving me the bird as they pass by. Sparking <laughs> after you get out of youth group, right? Yes. This is yes. Okay. This inevitably sparks my competitive nature. And I go, all right, it's on. So we both pull up to the red light and I floor it. Now I wasn't looking at my speedometer. I didn't really care. I just wanted to beat them to zips. Sure enough, red red and blue flashing lights in the rear view. I was like, yep, I had that one coming. <laughs> so the cop walks up to the car and he goes, that's an awful big hurry for some zips. <laughs> he, he just looks at me like a disappointed father and he goes, what were you thinking? I gotta have my prize, bruh. Comes back after a few minutes, hands me my stuff and goes, so you have an intermediary license. You, do you know what a negligent driving ticket would do to your license? I said, take it away. He goes, mm-hmm. And then he hands me my stuff and goes, have a nice day. And then he goes over to my friend, hands him his stuff, and then he goes, enjoy your zips, and then he leaves. And the second <laughs> he pulls out of the zips driveway into division, everyone else from the youth group shows up behind us. All of their cars show up at the same time, <laughs> and we go in. So you exit youth group, immediately start going triple the speed limit, and flip each other off. Yes. All right, cool. Just as long as I, as long as I got that straight. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Shall we get into this? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm ready to get started when you are. Welcome to the Deep Fried Gaming Podcast, a podcast focusing on games and game news. We do old games, new games, reviews, roasts, and retrospectives. I'm one of your hosts, Josh. And I'm the other one, RJ. Skating into our ring of classic games, Scrutiny is an experience from the Sega Dreamcast. It was published in the year 2000. This vibrant, neon-soaked skating game combined the elements of 90s street culture, teenage rebellion, and an authoritarian government to create a hit classic. This title is none other than... Jet Set Radio! (laughs) Hey! If I was a good enough performer, I would give an entire scripted description of this game in Professor K voice, but I am not that good. Instead, I'll just tell you that this game is a wonderful fusion of hip-hop music, cell-shaded graphics, and skating. Set in a somewhat fictional town of Tokyoto, divided into three separate districts. Effectively, you're engaging in gang warfare by spray-painting various walls, cars, <laughs> helicopters, people, claiming your territory from the other rival skater gangs that are scattered about through the town. What starts off as just a simple bit of gang warfare escalates into a full-blown conflict with the Tokyoto police who will stop at nothing to stop you from spray painting their lovely town. They will kill some kids. And escalate even further into a wealthy Jeff Bezos-like supervillain willing to bring down the power of flamethrowers, electrocutioners, and jihadis on top of you in order to stop you. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, this game existed in a different time. (laughs) Did you catch that, by the way? (laughs) 
I, d- uh, I thought that, yeah, I definitely, there was a, an enemy. I don't remember what they did though. It was on one level only. And oh. these enemies they ran around with, with whips. They'd, they'd things, whip right? you. Oh, it was the whips. I was going to say it's the whips, but I didn't want to be wrong and be wildly yeah, no, embarrassed. No, so I yeah, just said I didn't know. Yeah, so okay. these guys, they throw everything at you. They throw helicopters, jetpack gunners, flamethrowers, jihadis, bullets, cop cars, all of it. They will stop well, at yeah, nothing. That's, that's the thing. They're they're not throwing beanbags. They're not shooting beanbags mm-hmm. at you. These are bullets. They're, they're shooting to kill. <laughs> all for the crime of... Drum roll, please. Graffiti. <laughs> but it's a it's a hilariously wonderful world. It, it, uh, it's yeah. it's really quite a unique aesthetic. But with that being said, the landscape of this, like a major portion of this, is the aesthetic of the game from a visual perspective. I'm a little embarrassed to admit I've never even heard of this game until you recommended it for the. The podcast a couple weeks ago, however long ago it was. So I did my preliminary search. Yeah. And of course, I came across the artwork for it. And I immediately noticed A, it's cell shaded. And B, golf clap yeah, for cell shading. That, it, when executed well, <laughs> that is. Clap. Well, this is executed flawlessly, yeah. in my opinion. And then two, just the whole punk slash, I don't know, street culture from the 90s, early 2000s. Both of those things in conjunction with one another immediately piqued my interest. This is something that I've never been into, but also I feel like it's, like you said, it's a very fresh, um, funky fresh kind of aesthetic that's not been replicated since as, as far as I'm aware. And it's executed in a really, really fantastic way. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it before, but the fact that this is cell shaded means it ages a heck of a lot better than most games from this era. Absolutely. And it really, I think, genuinely looks um, good. Yeah, it's not only passable, but it's actually an actively good-looking game even today. It, one thing I did notice is that your characters, as opposed to the NPCs that are wandering around, there are some really, really low-polygon, low-resolution yeah. characters around you. And more what I would like almost expect for, the, for them to be, but they're not. Mm-hmm. The, the characters that you control and play as are all really well done. And they're, I don't know what the actual resolution yeah, is, sure. but they're clearly a, a lot <laughs> more well rendered than the NPCs yeah, well, running I, around. Well, and that's the thing too, that I've realized about cell shading when I was looking at some comparisons of the character models with cell shading and the character models of the playable characters without cell shading, it looks night and day different it really kind of <laughs> makes the game look like it's a really aged dinosaur of a video game without that cell shading. And you're right. I bet I, like the, the environment around you that doesn't utilize that kind of shows its age and the NPCs wandering about definitely do as well. But yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. The general aesthetic of the entire world is something that I wish had a larger space and, video games honestly just because it's so appealing to the eyes in terms of the like the loud character design as well as the loud environment design and i think it's super fun because it kind of takes me back to playing tony hawk pro skater way back in the day uh, when i was playing games on my uncle's playstation 2 and uh 
it felt like really edgy for the time and age that I was playing it in because with all these like brash hip hop like songs playing in the background and uh, I, I feel it's like it's very reminiscent of that very specific time that not a lot of media is made out of. Each character has its like own unique style to it. And I thought it was kind of funny where I said, like, you know, look it up at streetwear from the early 2000s. And you went, oh, wow. Yeah, people actually wore stuff like this unironically. Kind of unbelievable. I was just making the observation that as goofy as this game is, it's rooted in reality. Yeah, for sure. Not the whole cops shooting kids mm-hmm. thing, but yeah, um, it's although it happens too. <laughs> but just the <laughs> just the, the style and the aesthetic of it are, are rooted in reality from the '90s, 2000s. Yeah, the other massive, massive element to the whole um, skater vibe that it has going on there's the the sound design, most notably the music, which I found to be probably the best thing about this game. The soundtrack was absolutely phenomenal. It totally captured the attitude of the game perfectly from a few handpicked tracks from other existing artists, such as Jurassic 5, as well as some... Are you a fan of Jurassic 5? I actually hadn't listened to them before uh, this, before this, but I've listened to other music very similar to it that I really enjoy. The Next Men being one of those groups. It was actually funny. This is kind of funny. I... Uh, I was playing the Jurassic 5 song from the soundtrack in my room on my speakers. And Ed goes, what are you listening to in yep. there? As he's walking upstairs. And I go, oh, it's uh, improvised by Jurassic 5. And he goes, Jurassic 5? I was like, yeah. yeah like, you know those name. guys? He's like, yeah, I haven't been 50 forever was his response. <laughs> so <laughs> the Jurassic 5 song ends and it goes on to the next track. And dad wanders back into my room and he, he's standing from my computer. He's like looking at the screen, trying to like look up the name of the song on Apple music to see if he can download it. <laughs> and so I took a picture of it and sent it to my friend who recommended this game in the first place and said, That's this awesome. is my dad who, who heard Jurassic five on the soundtrack and immediately started trying to download the next queued up song on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, 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 I have to give him a listen. Yeah, I'm always like doing new random music, so give all their discography yeah. a run through. It's definitely a strong I point agree. of the game. Uh, music in this game is just phenomenal. Um, there really isn't a weak tune in the entire soundtrack. Some of it is a little goofy, I yeah, think. It kind of runs the spectrum. For, for, for the vibe, it, it does. But for the vibe of the game, some of it's a little goofy. You just have a bunch of Asian girls going, bam, 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 in the <laughs> yeah. background. You're like, it's not really... It's not okay. really punk. Not really rebellious, but it's awesome. Other than that, like, right. all, of, all of them well-crafted and well-picked. Well, there's a lot of them. Yeah, Hideki Nakanuma definitely crafted a good, a good soundtrack here, who since then has yet to really make any kind of breakout music, but oh well. How do you know he, doesn't, he didn't make anything else good? Oh, well, because if you go to his Twitter bio... It doesn't say, Uh-oh. it doesn't have like accolades since Jet Set Radio. It just says composer of Jet Set Radio soundtrack, oh. which would yeah. indicate that there's been no real substantial hits. That would since indicate then. that. And this game came out in 2000, over 20 years ago. So it'd be like Martin Scorsese saying director of The Departed. Which is sad because Jet Set Radio is a legitimately awesome soundtrack. Um, not just because they handpicked good songs, but like the ones from Hideki Naganuma are good. 
Um, very good. Those are the better ones on the entire soundtrack. So, can I ask you something? Yeah. So, uh, when you throw around these Japanese names like popcorn at a carnival, <laughs> did you have to practice these in the mirror, or do you just memorize them naturally because of your anime experience? Uh, it depends on the name. Sometimes they stick really well, like Hideki Naganuma. So just kind of like comes Makin- out. Makanama. Hideki Makinura. Naganuma. It just kind of like That's, rolls out yeah. off the tongue pretty easily. But there's some that are just yeah, but super also- complex and I just can't track with them. Plus, like you also have to understand that I've been watching videos and reading articles all day long about this stuff. So Hideki Naganuma has shown up on my computer a bunch of times. I've also typed him into my search bar on both SoundCloud and Apple Music. So, like, typing it out is also kind of reinforced it into my mind. Well, see, the thing is, I looked it up, and I looked, ah, oh, Hideki Makanuma. And I was like, I, I got to remember that. Naganuma? Yeah, 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 <laughs> that one. And sure enough, I definitely still can't. So I'm just impressed by your ability to just throw those around. Uh, it's just because I'm a loser. It's okay. No need to <laughs> shower praise upon Properly my Properly pronouncing Japanese names makes you a loser. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's definitely racist in some connotation. Well, it definitely isn't appealing to the multicultural crowd, but whatever. Um, but yeah, All this, right. this well, soundtrack I mean, goes hard. I think we've covered that one substantially. We're going to probably start disagreeing from here on out, though, aren't we? <laughs> I love this game. I don't know. Do you hate this game? I love this game thoroughly. No, I know that no. you definitely had your experience spoiled by the gameplay. I definitely have complaints of my own. Uh, it's one of the details of this game that holds it back from becoming a true masterpiece. But I think that the rest of the the other features of this game, such as the soundtrack, the aesthetic, the characters, and the general exploration definitely carried it enough to make me be willing to push through those gameplay quirks to a point where I could kind of handle them. However, understandably so, that was not the case with you. So I would love to hear your unbridled thoughts on the gameplay. Let it out of your system. Don't hold back. I want to hear it all. (laughs) Let's let's get to it. (laughs) So Jet Set Radio is a game that primarily focuses on tagging things, spray painting things, right? Mm-hmm. It consists of like three little zones. Inside the zones, there are different levels, and there's different types of levels. There's the regular tagging levels where you have to skate around a world, and you're chased by cops and helicopters and insane people with tasers and apparently jihadis. Um you have the little challenge levels where you have to basically Simon says do sports on your skates or do stunts on your skates. There's chase levels, there's race levels, and the main meat of this game is in those kind of slightly more open levels where you're tagging everything. Yep. Just going around finding the red arrows and tagging things. Right. So you locate these little red arrows everywhere and you have to hit the L left trigger, at which point you have to use your left analog stick to trace out um, movements, which then are sprayed onto the wall that's kind of the main thrust of the game and so from that point that's a good pitch to me it is that's a good pitch oh okay so i get to skate around i get to be a speedy boy i get to run from the police vandalize public property that is my typical friday night anyways why don't i do it in a game where i don't get arrested every every weekend yeah that's a good pitch Unfortunately, I feel like 
inadvertently, the creators have violated every idea that they've come up with. Now, there's got to be discussion here. I'm not just going to rattle off a list of complaints because obviously you disagree. No, I'll rattle off a list and then you can tell me which things I missed. Hit detection, absolute bitch. True. Momentum, like maintaining momentum, absolute bitch. Half pipes, absolute bitch. Truth. Uh, and the chasing and tagging enemy gangs. True. Absolute <laughs> Those are the, the three or four things that come to mind most prominently when I think of gameplay frustrations. Now, which ones did I miss? Um, race sequences. Hated them. Oh, like we have to uh, like beat the other person to the spray yep. painting location. Yep. Cop chases, AKA 75, 80% of the game. <laughs> <laughs> was more obnoxious than fun. <laughs> um, I found the map frustrating. Really? Actually. Yeah, I I don't know if, if I just didn't know what I was doing or whatever. There's some very hyper-specific control things we'll get into. Yeah. But I think we should just kind of start from the top. Sure. Uh, this game runs on the Dreamcast at 30 frames a second. Apparently, I looked this up, it runs at 30 frames a second on PC too. So I think it's locked in at 30. The game engine is tied to that frame rate, like Dark Souls. As the kids say, hard cap. Hard cap. (laughs) Hard cap. Hard cap. (laughs) Uh, There are some games where frame rate does not matter as much. You know, PS4 went through an entire eight-year cycle or nine-year cycle on 30 frames a second. These are games like God of War that do require some amount of reaction time. Um so it it can work, but this frame rate combined with what I feel to be really, really stiff controls yeah. created a difficulty that I didn't find challenging in the fun sense. Some might say the, the from software sense, but more just in the frustrating sense. Yeah. Okay. I, as far as the frames are concerned for as much of a frame rate, glutton i am i found the the low frames to be actually minimally frustrating because it's not like you're making single frame decisions in this game the controls though are notoriously stiff i mean it's a skating game where you have to precisely jump from ramp to ramp in certain instances and there's only three directions that the game allows you to jump left 45 degrees front or right 45 (laughs) degrees that's it and so figuring out where to stick your control stick if you don't know that going into the game very frustrating um i actually had to watch a, a video breaking down the way that the controls work in the game because it's super inconsistent the way that some things work sometimes and so it's kind of hard to tell what's bad game design or bad execution in the world design and what's just designed a very specific and intentional way. And you just have to work within the confines of that. So once I understood that when you jump off a ramp, it's not because the game doesn't know what you're inputting, but because the game actually is just designed to have three directions that you jump off a rail from. Easy to compensate for, honestly. But some of those things are, are truly frustrating, I will, I will say. It's kind of easy to compensate for. Um, 
So yeah, what I think both of us probably discovered is if you're trying to switch rails or jump onto something else, you don't. You basically never use the 45 degree jump unless you're jumping onto a large platform, right? You hit jump and then you maneuver in the air. So there was a level though. Um, it was the one directly following when you get cube and combo, whichever their, their first initial level. And there's a particular tagging spot you have to get to by grinding down a rail and then jumping to the side. Oh, like on the billboard, like where it's facing? Yeah. Yeah. I actually just jumped right over the wall. Here's the thing, though. When I would grind down this rail, which is right alongside it, I should be able to just jump off. But I can't. If I, if I just hit the jump, I go flying forward. No chance of actually hitting it. That's Absolutely. all I'm trying to say. That was an example of something that I ran to that was very frustrating to me. Now, of course, there's basically countless examples in this game where it's just uh, immensely annoying. That final boss battle, for example, had me pulling my hair out because of the really janky usage of momentum because the game didn't have a built-in inertia mechanic. So spoilers for the final battle, you have to grind up oh, a ramp on a spinning disc. Super cool. You can build a lot of momentum and go super fast. However, when you jump, the platform moves in a direction that you do not jump. So when you try to jump onto the ramp to get over onto the bad guy, you fly off in a completely different direction than you were facing. It's these weird, funny, and sometimes absolutely frustrating quirks and oversights on the mechanical front that really hold it back. I mean, this game is an absolute masterpiece, except for when it comes to gameplay. It also doesn't make any sense, because these are like, what, neo-magnetic skates or something? Mm -hmm. They're a special, unique skate. But funny enough, I can accelerate faster on foot or with my own rollerblades than they can in this game. Yeah. the And here's the thing. the This game tries to do a whole lot, and it just didn't hit everything. And the gameplay was one of those things. Okay, so instead of just complaining, let's offer a solution. Yeah. So Jet Set Radio creators. Well... Next game. May I present to you how they fixed it with Jet Set Radio Future, which the only reason I haven't played it for multiple hours already is because I couldn't figure out how to get my emulator to work. But um, Jet Set Radio Future was not even a sequel, but more of a retelling of the first game, where it basically took all of the all of the things that were wrong with the first one and fixed it, or largely in terms of the mechanics. Momentum was easier to keep. You could boost. It, it kind of smoothed out a lot of those very obvious flaws in the first game. So I feel better about it. Um, honestly, if two, two, three small things would have made this game night and day difference in terms of how much I enjoy it. Uh, that being don't make the hit detection. So punishing similarly, don't make me chase after and get within one foot of an enemy to spray paint it when literally coming within six inches of it will hurt me. Don't make half pipes. So absolutely gosh darn difficult to jump off of for tricks and don't make every alteration in, in slope or every small bump or jumps kill my momentum. 
Honestly, like those three things, it won't be perfect after that, but it will be so much better. Well, I concur with basically everything you just said, but I just, I am perplexed at how you keep throwing the word masterpiece around with that list of complaints because I've said it a million times, gameplay for me is is king. I mean, you just went on like a 10-minute rampage about all the things wrong with this gameplay. Momentum, this, this game has mirror's edge syndrome. You're going everywhere but nowhere fast. And that is not fun to play when the entire point of having rollerblades is to have fast, smooth movement. And instead, you're just kind of clomping around and you have to stop at these murals every five, 10 seconds, only to be uh, bombarded by 15 armed shock troopers. And when you try to skate off, well, you don't have a boost on these magnetic skates. You have to just you have to run off like you would with a normal pair of rollerblades. So the momentum isn't there, as you said, which is kind of inexcusable. Diverging a little bit from what you said, I have issues with the police in this game. I understand what they're trying to do, and I can appreciate the uh, the variety of cops, by the way, the variety of different enemies. They put a lot of work into that, and it's cool to see it would just be a lot cooler if they were fun to interact with. Or if there was a way to now, neutralize them, theoretically. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if you saw this as well, but some people are online were distributing the idea that, well, they're they're practicing um, nonviolent uh, opposition or nonviolent protest or whatever. Uh, no. BS. No, that's not at all BS, what they're doing. Yes, indeed. Uh, come back to me when you can explain them spray painting the windshield of a helicopter and killing everyone inside in a fiery wreck. No, yeah. it's not nonviolent. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't so, have. They just didn't add an, an option to do that. Yeah. And that's a problem because there's so many of these guys. And one of the, the big parts of these levels are these huge murals. I liked spray painting these things. I liked using my control stick. It was it was fun, smooth, satisfying. It kind of made it for some of the lack of smooth, satisfying movement on your skates. You just got to kind of coast with your control stick and paint these walls. But they expect you to either do them in portions uh, or just get hurt a bunch of times because you sit down at one of these walls and everyone behind you comes and you have about maybe five seconds before they're all on top of you beating the snot out of you. And I totally agree. So, I totally agree. I didn't understand. I never, I never made the connection to like, one of my first, one of the first things I do when I'm frustrated with the game is go, okay, what am I doing? If I can't figure out what I am doing wrong, that's infuriating because then I go, oh, so it's actually the game. I'm not retarded this time. This is actually the game. And this is a game where I never made the connection for, uh, to what am I doing wrong? Why are these all so blatantly unfun? Something that's so simplistic and could be enjoyable, all of a sudden so unfun. There's just no way to do these big murals. The uh, big murals the were frustrating. Ones, I, compared in complete contrast to the single shot graffitis, which were awesome because you could do them on rails and you could do them as you're passing by. And it kind of had the whole sense of like, outrunning all these cops and outmaneuvering them as I spray paint all these walls while I skate by, you know, it would have been nice if they had built into the game 
a function where, oh, I have 10 extra spray paint cans, so I'm going to handle the enemies and then do the spray paint or lead them along on this wild goo chase and then do the spray painting. It, it, it was quite frustrating. Well, if you try to break away, then again, you have to try to accelerate manually. There's no boost, which, by the way, was my recommended simple fix <laughs> for the uh, for the movement. Just like at least add a boost button. So I don't know. I mean, it's there. It exists. But you go like five miles an hour when you use it. You have to keep using it. Uh, this is another this is a question I have for you, because I know there's some settings which I didn't fiddle around with a lot. Is it the graffiti camera? The graffiti cam. Turn that off immediately, dude. That like yeah. screws my day up if I had that on. I had it on for the first few levels, and then I went into the settings and saw a graffiti camera. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely turning that off. Question number two, and this is just because I was too lazy to, to change it, if you can. By default for me, at the very least, left trigger is both camera. Turn that off, too. Oh, that's a toggle. Yeah, you can turn it off. Because we mentioned this before, probably the, the crowning achievement of absolute horse pucky are the chase levels. They're, these are so irredeemable in every way. And I just want you to section this off from the rest of the game here. Just so like this doesn't bleed through to the, my disdain for the rest of the game. This isn't an, another category all on its own. Okay, yeah. these things are so irredeemable, so horribly designed. And by the way, there's like three or four of them in a row for no reason. So the way these levels work is that you have, again, there's competing little factions, gangs inside this game. And at a certain point in the game, you have to take over their turf. And the way you do this is by skating through these levels and chasing down three individual members. Sometimes they're in a pack, sometimes they're not. Sometimes just they run off and get lost somewhere. But you have to spray paint them on the back 10 times each. Now, as previously mentioned, the hit detection in this game is really bad. Yeah. So in order to catch up with these guys, they just go sometimes, by the way, sometimes just marginally slower than you do. So you collect all your spray paint cans and then you go run up behind them and you're coming up behind them. You're going to get them. You're going to get them. For me, I start spamming my left button and then the camera just goes haywire back and forth, back and forth. And then inevitably, bang, I hit him. I hit him from the back. And then I spin out because there's there goes my momentum. I'm done. So then you have to do it all again. Keep going. And now there's time limits on these levels, too. I don't know if you've even mentioned this yet, but there are time limits on all of these levels. If you if you manage to fail these levels, which is not hard to do, these the at least the um, back tag ones again. This this is own little section, <laughs> the the uh, the gang war um, levels. You got to restart all over again. But it's just immensely frustrating. There's there's absolutely nothing redeemable. I did not have one ounce of fun playing any of those tag levels. Yeah, it took me like two or three nights to beat it, just because it was so frustrating. I did one per night. It's like, oh, I'm so done with this. I found one in particular to be quite egregious, and that was the one where you are in, uh, I believe it's in Jojo, uh, with all of the platforms, all of the uh, all the railways, the walkways. That one's pretty bad because you chase them down a singular lane, and then they will stop, and then before you have a chance to spray them, they will turn and skate the other way damage you mm -hmm. and and hit you yep that one <laughs> Every really aggravated me 
All the other ones I managed to do just fine in, quite frankly. I, I did find the, gener- the general structure of them to be quite aggravating as the hit detection was pretty rough to deal with. However, out of all the tagging levels that you had to do, there's only one that I had to retry, and I retried it mm, three times. So that one was rough. But there were some workarounds, and also it did not take me more than two tries. The most I tried a single level was three total tries. Um, I didn't say I had to retry a bunch of times. I just said they sucked. Well, you said that you had to do one each night. You're irredeemable. Okay. For some reason, I thought you said that like it was taking you like 30 minutes to an hour to do a level. And I was like, I no, that was a different level. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Thanks, cops. Um, in fairness to Josh's cops point, Cops IRL though, are easier to evade. <laughs> in Josh's, in, in fairness to Josh, they were very difficult to work against. However, I, I found that other than that one particular one, uh, they were tolerable. Um, but that was definitely the weakest point in the entire game. No questions asked. Nice, dude. Bumping for hey, bumping for, for agreements, agreements for the first time in like forever. Actually, we've, we've had a decent amount on this. Yeah, more than I thought. I'm not even going to lie. So enough about the negatives of the gameplay. Um, I actually do have some positives to say. I think that conceptually, there's a lot of fantastic foundations here. Skating around and linking up more parts of the world as the game goes on was really clever. This one kind of starts you off where you have like a three-minute level and you have to grab all the spray paint spots in this one little area. But by the end of the game, that one little area that you're working in is actually connected to this other part of the map that you were working in early in the game and another part. And before you know it, you have like this massive map that you're working with and it actually kind of feels like it's a full district of the city. And you skate around it doing all the different spray painting objectives or what have you. Um, I thought that the world expansion was really fun as frustrating as traversing it may have been at times, I found that the way that they expanded it incrementally like that was pretty fun for every instance of killing momentum that they did. They gave you opportunities to get it back. And that was kind of frustrating. The frustration that I had was that momentum was pretty easy to acquire as long as you weren't on flat ground. There's plenty of ramps to slide down. There's plenty of jumps and slopes and everything to kind of acquire speed. It's just you could not <laughs> maintain it for the life of you. And that was my main frustration is that it, it was like a taste of heaven and then you just got stripped away from you instantaneously. I got to emphasize how, how wild that is to me because I feel like our philosophies are, are somewhat similarly aligned to where a music can be crap. Music can be crap. The story can be utter garbage. Even visuals don't have to be great. Just make it fun. This is why I'm a fan of Far Cry, and I think why you are as well, because all visuals are generally pretty good in Far Cry, but everything else is just so garbage. Yeah. But it's just so much fun to play. And so the fact that you enjoy this game so much in spite of that. And that is because I so overwhelmingly love the music and the visuals and just the general sense that it's a snapshot from a time long gone Mm -hmm. 
it just overwhelmingly outdoes yeah. the gameplay, which I also didn't hate as much as you two. Now, well, here's the thing. That being said, uh, our lists, at least for positives, are almost 100% a mutual. Yeah. You basically just read my notes. <laughs> um, the only thing, The only thing that I did have additionally, which you already covered a little earlier, was the fact that some tagging can be fun. The skate by tagging can be fun when you don't have to stop, when you're actually utilizing your momentum to tag something. That's enjoyable. I like doing that. Mm-hmm. The game is at its best when you're but, doing that kind of stuff. But I also had that expanding of the world, which is satisfying because it's the sense that you're learning the world and its layout the world that you're you know a part of basically, you're expanding your territory of. just like in the in the game yeah. like you're expanding your territory into further reaches of the town but just having that moment where like you said where it kind of clicks you go oh oh i remember this place and now i know how to get here mm-hmm. I, I can get from point a to point b and yeah and not only does it get bigger but you learn it as you go through it which is cool uh for me the highlight were the challenge levels I like the Simon says ones. Yeah. The, then you had a challenger is approaching. Yeah. Smash, which is style. super backwards, by yeah. the way, and a complete aside. It's like, Hey, I want to join your gang, but you prove yourself to me. Like what? It's like reverse tryouts. No, no. <laughs> don't be cynical. There's no place for cynicism. Do explain. <laughs> Do explain. <laughs> okay. What if there, it's like a duel. They're like, Hey dude, uh gang war fight me like duel winner takes all and then whoever wins right it's like you can't beat me you can't catch me i'm the gingerbread man then you catch him and he's like okay fine yes but the challenger is a nomad who doesn't have any name for you to join should you lose he's starting his own he's starting his own garage band but that's not what they said he doesn't say that, but there's not a lot said in this game. For all the negativity that you dish out, <laughs> I'm surprised you're going to defend Maybe. the game on this front. <laughs> he just wants... I don't I don't like how cynical you are all the time. I'm so sorry. He, you uh, throw around the word masterpiece like 15 times and you're like, God, oh, this doesn't make any sense. That doesn't check out. <laughs> hey, something's uh, going to be... One ironic. last... Okay, one last ditch effort what if he just wants to make sure you're cool enough before he joins you? He's like, uh, these guys, these guys look pretty ball and they look pretty radical, but are they prove it? All right. I can accept prove that. it. Nerd is totally backwards to how it would work in real life. But I accept that explanation because I think it's awesome. I just don't understand why you're so, you're so insistent on accepting. Okay, can we talk for a second about the best addition to the team though? Cube. Yeah. I want my goth skater girlfriend, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is she is legitimately the only the only character in the game whose name I know. Admit well, I coined two, I guess, but admittedly it's easy oh no combo. Okay, I'm a liar for one. Pardon yeah, me. <laughs> true. Cube combo and coin. They're all C's. The triple yeah. C's. Thank yeah. goodness it wasn't a different. Anyway. But that that speaks volumes, I think. Obviously, I was watching tons of videos on this game, and all of the gameplay was like of either the starter character or Cube. (laughs) 
was like, uh, like once you get cube, yeah. everyone just plays as cube. <laughs> if you're a dude, that is, I guess, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> I played mostly as the starter character, and then I basically cycled through every character once. Yeah. And then there's a few that I never swapped between all. starter and uh, the blue haired chick, cat girl looking thing. Oh, she's like the second or third character you get after oh, the intro. Gosh. I never played her actually. It's the E girl. Oh. <laughs> e girl. Yeah, there you go. What's her name? Mew. It's Mew. Mew. That's where I got cat girl from. Yeah. Hey, see, it's, it's she like is up 16 there. years old, so you better watch it. It's just sticking in my it's sticking in my head. I just remember her name. I just remembered oh, it was like a cat girl or something. That's why. Yeah, okay. That's certainly Th- this really is a completely a pointless aside. Anyway, um one character that I'm really sad that I didn't get to like see more of is Professor K, who is definitely phenomenal. It's the I was only... sad I didn't get to see more of Cube. <laughs> There's <laughs> only one way up until the very end, really, that story is given and that is through the character of professor k the voice of jet set radio his it's an absolute fantastic and simple way of giving story dumps in between levels josh is giving me a grin so which makes me think that's not super fantastic listen this game is not story being cynical again didn't even say a word yeah you're right but you did grin like you disagree with me and we both know what that face looks like listen this game is not super story heavy um it kind of throws you from one place to the next and i am totally okay with it if you're going to tell the story by just giving me text dumps in between levels then make it entertaining and sure enough this game managed to do that but yeah every between every level or two we have a character named professor k dropping some lore for us which makes no sense in universe but it's fantastic for telling us what's going on in the world uh with the backdrop of funky radio fantastic track uh playing and he's so full of character and i love that you you pretty much don't get any story drops until about three quarters through the game except for professor k it just cracks me up well, the entire story can be summed up in basically two sentences. And, fair warning, spoilers for the incredible uh, whirlwind crack shot of a story that is Jet Set Radio. You have been warned. <laughs> I don't know how to do that in such a sarcastic way. Crap. Yeah, I was about to say, like, geez, dude. Uh, <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> you get slapped hard. Okay, well, like, it was um, funny. It was comical, you know? But yeah, give me right. a two two sentence summary. I, I think it it can very well be covered in two sentences here. So let's hear. It. Look, I'm not mad at the story. Like I don't care because, as you said, it's non intrusive enough. It's basically a thirty to one minute, thirty second to one minute cutscene after each level, with that groovy gentleman and his radio. What is it called? Jetsa Radio. <laughs> So I'm not mad at it, but it's just so inconsequential. And I don't care. There's there, like, there's no character development in this game. The narrative really seems to only be there. It only exists for the sake of creating kind of a feeling of cohesion between the levels. But it almost feels a little ham-fisted the way that it's done. So again, in an attempt to kind of offer uh, offer proposals instead of just being negative... Um, I think you just cut it all out, honestly. You you make it as simple as 
countless other games where the goal is to is to assemble your team. It's a big turf war. Like, yeah. I mean, how far does the exposition of uh, Splatoon go? Not very. Mm-mm. People love that game. But the idea it would just be that, hey, you got this little turf war going on here and the cops are trying to bust you because they hate art. They're art-hating cops. And the entire game is, hey, well, we're going to take down the cops, so I'm going to get you and I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Everything in the context of this game makes sense. Yeah. Under this little story without all the random stuff about Satan and... You know, I actually agree with you. I think it would have actually been more enjoyable if they didn't attempt some kind of overarching story with the devil's disco. That's all I'm saying. I I think it actually would have been more fun if it was just like from start to finish a turf war. And right. You had every once in a while, Professor K given updates on the status of who has what territory and all that kind of stuff. Right. I I think that that would have actually kept it a little more within the bounds of its own universe, because I think the whole ramping it up to this hyper evil Jeff Bezos trying to get the devil's disco <laughs> disc. And then after you beat the the bad guy, go, oh, by the way, that wasn't real. <laughs> it was kind of funny. So like, I think it would have been more fun, entertaining, and it kind of would have, main, it would have maintained the tone of those cutscenes a little better if they had just kept, kept it with Professor K the entire time and just did exposition of the progress of the gang war, so to speak. But really, like, these are minor complaints. It was still fine because it, you're right. It didn't overstay its welcome. It didn't jut itself into the gameplay too much. There wasn't any special weird random levels or fights or anything like that except for the final battle, which totally fine with it. So it's okay with me. Question. It's all good with me. Yeah. Are you still pissed about the time you got a, a hair clip instead of your sound interface from Amazon? Because you keep railing on Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of generic, like, rich white man that people hate because he's rich and white. But Okay. Okay. As long as you don't, like, have a personal animus. I, just, I do, but, you know, that's not oh. why. <laughs> <laughs> the hair clip is not why? Or oh, it's the hair clip being rich for is sure. not why. I got screwed out of an audio interface. Not happy. Whatever. What was that like a hundred and twenty dollar uh, hair yeah, clip? Yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole thing I had to deal with. But yeah, it was a whole hundred and ten dollars <laughs> or so for a stupid audio interface. <laughs> My God, that made me so angry. It was really funny though. But whatever. Anyway, I I feel like we've <laughs> covered the whole Jet Set Radio thing. I agree. I feel like we've out of all of the games that we've covered so far this has been the most balanced out of all of them probably because we've been on pretty opposite ends of the spectrum each time but i think this one we've kind of found a way to have middle ground that we can both appreciate and honestly you know assess what's weird is i feel like we haven't been more polar opposite than this game in our actual experience and yeah in terms of our like emotional reaction to it it's just that the things that we enjoyed while they were the same for me, it was like a tepid, huh, interesting enjoyment. And for you, it was like, I really like this. Yeah, And the things sure. that you didn't like, you were like, ah, that's kind of poor game design. I was like, this is autistic. Yeah, that's probably why. Mm-hmm. Is that we, we largely agree on which things are bad and which things are good. But the extent to which yep. I loved the things that I loved were way more than you did. And the things that you hated uh, were way more than I hated those same things. It, even though we have the same like general thoughts on those things. But yeah. Yep. 
You got some final thoughts for us, Josh? Yeah, I can give uh, I can give my little wrap up here on Jet Set Radio. So this game is definitely a unique experience. Hasn't been done before. Hasn't really been done since, unless you you know count the iOS games or whatever. Hmm. <laughs> um, while I appreciate the inspiration and the spirit that was poured into it into this game's theme, its music, and its aesthetics, everything else fell flat for me in a really spectacular way. Controlling my character was an exercise in patience. The camera was really frustrating, partially my doing, absolutely. But even worse, out of like a a handful of, of level types, there was only one that I really even enjoyed. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it because we've, we've really been going through it. I just didn't enjoy this game. And I would say for a good 97% of people, I wouldn't recommend it flat out. Such an aggravating experience for me. Fair enough. Um, I, for my part, (laughs) polar opposite. I mean, uh, Jet Set Radio for me is a near masterpiece. The positives that I experienced far outweighed and overshadowed all of the negative gameplay elements that I definitely also disliked with Josh but it's a product of a fantastic team working under incredibly unique circumstances the personalities working on them were bold chaotic and brimming with creative inspiration it combined song video cultural themes and gameplay in a way that is fascinating and to a certain degree timeless but it's truly something that exists in its own time and never to be touched and remade again, no matter how much certain indie studios may try. We didn't even get into the whole history of the game, how it was created, and the different personalities at play, but yeah, this thing really Somebody is a... Somebody the cops. <laughs> Simple as that. It really, it really is a work all on its own that unfortunately is destined to remain in the past. But I, for my part, would happily recommend it to anyone, uh, unlike my my co-host Josh. But that's it for us in terms of Jet Set Radio. If you like what you heard here, then you might also be intrigued by our friend over there at HardDriveSigma.com. He does various reviews and commentary journal entries and the like about all of the nerd things from video games to film to music and so much more he's a connoisseur of philosophy video games and various other art forms and he is also a dear friend and someone who hosts our content on his site if you are so intrigued by any of these topics and more then feel free to jump over to his site at harddrivesigma.com and give him a view josh take us on out here if you would like to send us a message, a question, thoughts, concerns, or hate mail. Definitely hate mail. The email is deepfriedgamingpodcast at gmail.com. Make it right on the show. If it's juicy enough, we will see you in the next show. Until next time. <laughs>